Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your hosts, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex. Or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to a very special episode of the Freelancer Codex podcast. Mike, on your left. It is episode 84, and you know what happened in 1984? I think in 1984, Nintendo released the Nintendo Entertainment System for the first time. I guess they called it the Famicom. Did they call it the Famicom? I forget what they called the Nintendo back then in 84. Then they released it in America in 85. So there's a short little history lesson of where it all began and where we ended up today on, what is this, May the 2nd, 2019. I'm your host, Steve, along with my co-host, Mike and JD. Devin cannot be with us today because he is out there enjoying some vacation time with his family in the land of the mouse. Is that is that what they call it? Is they or do they call it the land of the big D? What do they call it, Mike? You like don't even need us here, do you? You could just go for an hour and a half just talking, couldn't you? I probably could, but it'd be very very boring. So like so so they don't call it any of those names. Um, but he's in California. <laughs> the House of Mouse? I guess we shouldn't tell him, tell people where he is cuz then they can like Find his identity theft his or house. something. So, yeah, we probably shouldn't do that. Mike, JD, yeah. how are you guys doing this week? Man. What? Anybody deserves a do-over. Doing well. It is May 2nd. We are plugging along. We are at episode 84 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. We are getting ready to talk about all the amazing things that Anthem has done over the last week since we talked last. Um, and then for the other... 55 minutes or so we are going to come up with a few other things to talk about um we're not streaming tonight because um our streaming guy is out of town which is okay and so we're gonna we're gonna talk about a couple things and and share our thoughts and and talk about anthem and it'll be it'll be kind of short kind of sweet um very concise kind of like yeah you've given a Given me a mission to be concise, so I can do that. So, oh, look, we just got breaking news. We just got a tweet from Jesse um, on Twitter about an update on Anthem. So let's go. Let's dive into that. This just in. A tweet from Jesse Anderson, community manager of Anthem. That was my favorite sound clip that you ever made that just now. I'm excited for it. So Jesse says, a quick Anthem game note from me. Information. As you saw in Chad's tweet, oh, maybe we'll have to read Chad's tweet first. Should we just jump in? Nope, let's do this. Let's follow in order because this is Jesse replying to a tweet that Chad Robertson put out earlier. He's in charge of live service on Anthem. So we'll read that, then we'll dive into Jesse's tweet right here. So first thing we got to do is we had a contest. We're going to give away $50 to um, a freelancer, a lucky freelancer out there that can use it whatever they want to use it for we were thinking hey you know what we've got these cool swag mike's got a sweet hat that he had made i've got the sweet hoodie from jinx.com so if you want to like style yourself up like a freelancer and rep anthem out there careful if you rep anthem i'm sure you'll get a lot of people asking you or throwing comments at you like dead game but you just tell those people flip on the bird and then move on with your life so we're going to do a quick little giveaway with that so, JD, can you give me a drum roll, please? And we will select um, a follower that retweeted our tweet. 
Alrighty. Mm, and the winner is... Let me verify that this person actually follows us. And they do. The winner is John. It's just John. You can stop the drum roll now. So, congratulations, John. Chicago-born. Um, likes the Chicago Bulls. Has a lot of pictures of Chicago Bulls stuff. Looks like plays the guitar. We can find out all this information. Oh, they're a fan of uh, X-Men over here on Twitter. So, it's kind of scary how much information you can find out about someone just by looking at their Twitter page. But... We'll reach out to John, and congratulations. Hopefully, you can get some sweet swag, or I don't know, you could buy dinner or something, and you could go watch a movie. So, whatever you want to do, you can do that. So, exciting times. So, let's go ahead, and we are go- we've got a lot of listener emails that we're going to jump into. We're going to um, get to that, but I think first we'll just go ahead and read all these uh, these tweets that they've been that the team has been coming out with. I think that's okay. Or do you guys want to go with the other stuff first? All right, I'll make an executive decision. We'll go with the tweets first. So Chad Robertson, he is in charge of the life service, tweeted out today because there's been a lot of talk about who's working on Anthem and who's not working about on Anthem from the Edmonton team. So we were told a while ago that the Edmonton team is kind of ramping down and they're moving a lot of people on to other projects. They're working on Dragon Age. We know that was announced at the last E3. Um, they're also potentially maybe working on a new Mass Effect game. I'm guessing they are with... Um, just blinked on his name. You're going to have to help me here, JD. Just came back my, to run the whole gamble? studio. No, not my gamble. Oh, Casey Hudson. Casey Thank Hudson. you. So Casey Hudson came back. Mass Effect was kind of his brainchild. Um, and he's come back. So I'm guessing they're going to ramp that back up and they're going to start production on something new. I'd imagine. I could be wrong. Who knows what they're doing up there. So there's been a lot of people asking, hey, who's working on the game? Who's in charge of the game? So we know that Ben Irving and Chad have kind of been taking helms on the communication of kind of leading up the live service of the game. Um, ben Irving was actually in charge of the live service of Swartor, the Star Wars online game that Bioware put out. So he has the experience in order to leave a live uh, live service game. So that's what he's doing. So Chad Robertson got onto Twitter today after being asked, like, who's in charge, who's doing what? And he says, we remain 100% committed to Anthem and look forward to showing players the new content we are working on. We want to make sure we aren't overpromising. So our updates on what's coming in this game will be focused when we have things near completion. Along with Ben Irving and I, we've got a big team between Austin and Edmonton focused and motivated for improving the game. We appreciate your support and for being on this journey with us. So, I mean, for, like, as you guys listen or read this tweet, is there anything that jumps out to you like, oh, okay, I didn't know that? Or, I mean, to me, it just sounds like, hey, guys, we're working on it. I mean, this is a thing that they've talked to us and told us for the last three weeks, right? I mean, there's nothing new in this information. I think, unfortunately, this is one of those tweets that is put out so that we can think that, we they are being communicative. Um, so behind the scenes, when we when we are planning episodes and talking just throughout the week, we kind of talk about the state of what's going on in Anthem, um, and it might not necessarily be um, the same thoughts and ideas that we put out on our show because we want to stay positive and we want to make sure that that everybody else around us is being positive. But it's getting really hard at this point, especially when we get stuff like this and don't misunderstand. I'm not, I'm not going all Debbie downer here. Um, but I think just in, in many things, in many aspects of life, I think less is more. I think we understand 
that that the team is working on Anthem. When people are passionate about something and they have something that they're putting out, they don't they don't usually put it out and just leave it and let it kind of um, do its own thing. Um, if you're a part of the team, you put something out, you do your part to it. Um, for that group of people who have completed their part um, and have moved on to better things, good luck. Congratulations on, on finishing your piece. But to those who are still there, we know that you're working on it. Um, we appreciate you appreciating us. But, we appreciate the appreciators. But you can appreciate in one hand and in the other and see which one like like I, I get what this what this tweet is meaning and what it's supposed to mean. It's supposed to let us know that they're talking to us and that we're a part of it. But I think at some point It's just more I'm PR okay. talk. I'm okay with you just rolling up your sleeves and getting to work. I I don't think we need weekly tweets. I don't think we need weekly streams, especially, unfortunately, at this point in the game where we are not on track with the roadmap, where things have been said that we are going to have and we don't have them. Uh, I, and again, not that I matter to anybody anywhere, but just go ahead and get to work, guys, and, and we will be here. Those of us who play will be here on the other side when you get back. It's not a problem. Just, just get your work done. Focus on that. And I guess we appreciate the updates because we live in that world where we want to know everything about everybody. Um, but, but just, just get to work, and and we'll be here. I, I don't know if if this is a sentiment shared by anybody else, but I mean, I mean, work on the game. Um, we're here. Well- well, well, first I want to say, I mean, we're when Mike says that, hey, we talk about a lot about this and then we don't share our exact thoughts. I mean, I, th- I think we're pretty good about sharing our, our emotions um, about how we feel, right? We're not like obstructing how we really feel about the, about the game on well, the podcast we're, we're just not, to put we're forward. Not a, we're not obstructing, but, but I don't know if we're being as, as – I mean, because again, we don't – because we've decided that we don't want to um, bring people down and, and make it feel – and make it feel like there's doom and gloom surrounding the game. So we really heavily yeah. accentuate the good that's out there because there are some good things in Anthem. There's a lot of fun to be had in Anthem. There's a lot of possibility that that Anthem offers with with customization and loot and weapons and the cool things that the different javelins can do. Um, and and we appreciate that. And I think because of of all the movies that we watched, we we uh, movies that we watch, we know what cool characters can do. I mean, um, you know, a uh, a, a uh, oh shoot, a ranger can come in with like a uh, a Thor Infinity War attack, you know, where he turns all lightningy and like zaps everybody, you know. So stuff like that could happen. So we're excited for that, but um, it's sometimes tough to I think stay positive all the time. And sometimes it leaks out. Maybe that's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I mean, we, we're we're pretty critical of the game when we need to be. And I just don't want people to think that, hey, uh, you know, they just they just tow the company line because that's what they want to do. I mean, we're I think we're pretty honest on yeah. the show. I, I, so. I, and I agree. I, I hope that's not what what came out when I said that because we definitely we definitely don't tow the company line because just remember, Mike, it's the internet. It, it, it's it, it for, like I I I don't want to pretend and say that like. Like I, I know one hundred percent exactly what 
uh, Mike is trying to say. I, I do know that, uh, like, in our conversations between shows, we're usually a little bit more, uh, uh, we're, we're usually a little bit more honest about how we're actually feeling, versus, but the whole thing is that our opinions are always the same. It's just that, like, usually when we're talking to each other about it between shows or whatever, it's usually, like, we're finding out stuff for the first time. Our reactions are usually very raw. Uh, like, it's not... And, you know, we may not phrase things exactly the way we would on the show. And it's it, it's not like, you know, lies of omission or, uh, you know, like, def- like defending Anthem or like, you know, being one of those people that like never says, you know, negative things. But, you know, obviously, you know, like we try to keep a certain amount of negativity off this show. We try to keep our criticisms of this show well, not of the show, but of this game uh, from a constructive, like from from a constructive point of view. Like we try to keep our our criticisms constructive. We try to, you know, say things that are helpful as opposed to just you know like talking about like how bad something is. And it's just you know it's like we're just a little bit more free to talk about different things between the shows. But that's it's it, the the things that matter, the opinions that we have, the, our actual thoughts and feelings still end up on the show. They're just presented in a way that we are happier with. Gotcha. So as, as far as Chad Robertson's statement goes, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, I would rather than Mike, I know you, you don't feel like that you need that communication. Um, you're going to play to the game regardless, but I think at this point, you know, we, you go from a, you go from a, a, a marketing strategy of open and transparent and then the game releases and then that completely stops. I think that, I mean, that sucks and there needs to be something different um a lot of times you know what they don't have to tell us what they're working on they could tell us you know other details about the game hey here's a screenshot for when we were working on this or hey when we did this we had this um planned you know there it doesn't have to be hey guys we're working on this gun that does this or this part of the cataclysm that's going to be released does this there's different ways to communicate with us that's not telling us everything that you're working on right I mean, we don't have to see everything behind the screen. You can talk about, I don't know, have someone tweet out about the sound that they did. And there have been some interviews with some of the sound developers have put out interviews. Some of the animators have put out interviews with other with other websites. And that's great. And that's fantastic. And that kind of stuff is fine. Um, but going 100% silent, um, I think it sends the wrong message. So Jesse responded to Chad's original tweet with, Some updates from Chad. We'll be sharing some more details on upcoming content on a live stream once it's closer to completion. And again, this, like this statement just kind of, you know, grab, grab my underwear and just twisted it. And like, I don't, I don't know how, like on our podcast, we were very clear that, you know what, obviously the live stream isn't working. Like that, that I, It's not going the way you want it to go. It's not, it's just it's just not where it could and or should be right now. So agreed. Give I, yourself I, a break, guys. Just just don't record don't do it. Record a video. I don't I don't know if like they're like, hey, we, if we we're say on that, Steve, and we say that, but but I don't know if that would work for them too because it seems it, like they have they're having too many too many things kind of creep up on them, and I and it's unfortunate that that's what's happening, um, but. But it's okay. I, 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 think, I mean, and it's I frustrating. It leaves you speechless, right? Because it, you're like, kind of does. Why? Like, like because you don't want to be anyway. Just 
guys, take, ugh, guys. So, and, and I keep thinking, okay, why live stream? Why Twitch? Why is that so important to the way that you're communicating if mm-hmm. you're not going to listen to the people chatting on there anyway? So, like, what is the purpose? Is it because you want numbers on Twitch? Is it because, like, there's, that's a metric that was put in your contract somewhere saying that you need to have so many views in order to get a bonus? I, I don't know. I can't figure out what the reason would be to like keep pushing the live streams. Like you guys are a game studio. You're not streamers. You know what? And if in the future the game is in a better place to where you feel like you can actually live stream without your chat being flooded with the same question over and over that, you know, you're not going to answer on the live stream. Maybe you do it then, but in the current state of the game, record a video showing us what you want to show us. That way it's tight. It's concise. There's no moments of awkwardness. There's no moments of silence while you're playing something that that we're going to play or something that we've seen. It just does not make sense to me that we continue with this live stream approach at this current stage of the game. Yeah, it's just the idea of making things polished and making things look as best as it can under the conditions that you have. And, And having a running chat, like Steve says, with 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 you not answering the questions if you're if you're not going to answer the questions turn the chat off because because it's if you're not going to answer the questions turn the chat off if if you're having problems with the game don't play that specific stronghold don't play that level if if a mechanic isn't working don't don't be there if you if you're going to talk about how the, you've you've been changed fi- uh swimming in the water Make sure you're close to water. It's it's these production things that that really make a difference and and are seen. And and unfortunately, I think those are the things that are seen in our world where where you know things are picked apart and and everything that comes out from every studio is just dissected and slow mode and broken down. And there's breakdown videos and reaction videos. Like like you've got to understand the world that you're in, and you've got to to play that game the best that you can. And I think that a live service, a live stream is, is not the way to do it. And I think, I think there are better, better ways to get out what you want to get out. Yeah. You you don't want to be Sonic the Hedgehog right now, right? You you just don't want to be in that position where you put out that trailer and all of a sudden you're the most meme thing um, in the world. And, Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying we're on that level yet, but like you said, like, it's it's going to be picked apart no matter what you do. Like there's there's 3000 people constantly on Reddit that their sole purpose is to trash the game and to upvote every time someone says, "Hey, I'm going to go ask for a refund on the game." Like that's yeah. and and that unfortunately and you know what? It's it's something that we know. It's the devil, you know. We know this about, you know, that type of community. And you know, we've heard that, you know, player ba- players are dwindling. You know, um, Forbes put out an article about it saying that, the you know, it's harder to find people to match with because people are leaving the game. We don't have access to those numbers. Um, I don't know. You know, I play primarily on PC, so I don't know what it's like on Xbox. I don't know what it's like on the PlayStation. But, I mean, we none of us have access to that information. So it's really hard for us mm-hmm. to say one way or another, like, you know, oh, the player base is gone on you know, from here, all we have is our own little, um, 
slice our own little piece yeah we only have our little piece and that's what we see and that's what we take as you know what this is fact because this is my experience you know Mm -hmm. i mean i get into a lot of strongholds if there's four people i get into a lot of um legendary contracts that there's four people i also get into some where there's only two people so i mean you know i don't think i've ever been in one that that hasn't been full now that i think about it yeah i mean like the i mean my experience on the xbox is good well, uh, my experience on the Xbox has always been um, like either I have a full party that I'm playing with or I'm not able to match make at all. Um, and I've only had that maybe happen twice in the last couple of weeks where it said that like there were just no sessions available at that difficulty. And again, it's just a matter of like anytime like I try to go above uh, Grandmaster 1, um, the players just don't seem to be there. But Grandmaster 1 works fine. Um now, we, we do know that on the Xbox, there's like a list of the most played games of the last month. And right now, Anthem is at 47 out of 48, uh, which I kind of find a little hard to believe. Or if it is if it is true, like I find it absolutely ridiculous because Fallout 76 uh, is 29 out of 48. And that is a game that uh, where basically like... The, like I haven't been able to play that game once without, oh, for longer than thirty minutes without uh, having the game crash on me or kick me out of the server. Like that's a game where they had copy and pasted code from Fallout Four into the game uh, to the point where there are the same glitches from Fallout Four in the game. Like it's an objectively worse game with more problems, bugs, and issues. And the idea that Anthem is performing poorly in comparison to that. Or that people legitimately think that Fallout 76 is somehow better than Anthem, I, I feel is probably the most unfair and just like completely hyperbolic uh, like opinion you could probably have of the game. It, it, it feels absolutely ridiculous to like at, at least Anthem is a fully functioning game that you will that you can play for like play for longer than thirty minutes without having it crash. Well, it's not and, copy and pasting anything else. I mean, I mean, looking at the website on Microsoft.com, it does show like the top um, forty-eight results right there, right now, most played. It does have Anthem down at the bottom, um, and you know, and and that. See, looking for Fallout, so Fallout Four is on the list. Fallout seventy-six. It's see. just above Mortal Kombat. Okay, so and then looking at this, I mean. It's also, Fallout has a pretty large player base that people love Fallout 4. Um, People love Fallout, right? There's people that are going to play that game regardless. Just like there's people that are going to play Anthem regardless. Um, Like, And I've never played Fallout 76, so I can't talk to that. But I mean, it's... I mean, if if that's evidence on the Xbox, then, I mean, I don't know. We also have Roblox on there. That's that's a pretty popular game that's free to play. So I... I don't know. I don't know if it's like, hey, we got to take this and this is for fact. I mean, it's obviously on the list for a reason. I don't think they're they're going to be like, hey, let's just move Anthem down here just because we want Anthem to be down there. I mean, gr- people are still playing Grand Theft Auto Five, which is still surprises me to this day. <laughs> the amount that Grand Theft Auto Five sells. I mean, if if we could all be that lucky to have a game like Grand Theft Auto Five as a developer, right, and make you all the money ever you ever needed in the world, so. <laughs> Oh, I just stopped my phone. All right, so Jesse, sorry, moving on to this next thing that uh, Jesse put this information out here. 
Let me open this up. So Jesse says, a quick Anthem game note from me. Information. As you saw in Chad's tweet, we aren't going to be sharing as much ahead of time until content is closer to completion. So it's like, ah, well, what, what does that mean? Does that mean like a week closer to completion, a month closer to completion, like the day of closer to completion? So this is all the things I always ask every time I read something from uh, a community manager. We will get to a point where there will be more frequent community updates, either through more live streams, which we just talked about that, forum posts, or podcasts. Podcasts? Whose podcast are they going on? We should. No one's contacted us. Anyone contacted you guys? Maybe they'll do their own podcast. Right now, I, though, yeah. I can't just go, uh, and this is in quotes, hey, I'm going to share all this info, end quotes, without first aligning with the larger group. I love my job and this community, and hopefully in the future, I'll be able to share more information and answer your questions more easily. Um, and I guess this is something, JD, you can react to with raw emotion. As I think about my emotions, nothing. Uh, cool. I mean, just died. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's we're 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 back on Discord today, and I keep forgetting I have push to talk on. Um, I mean, I get why they're doing that. I mean, it's very much like a lot of the disappointment that's currently in the player base right now stems from the fact that they overpromised and underdelivered uh, in a lot of different respects. Um, and I, I get that. However, you know, again, like I, I, the, the thing that I'm probably the most disappointed with right now is the fact that, uh, like, just like, just like Bethesda after fallout 76, like, I know everybody thinks the best thing to do is to go radio silent. And the whole thing, uh, the whole thing with that is, is that while you're doing that, like the, like, like I said last week, toxic things take root, all right? The toxic players don't go anywhere. They don't get any more quiet because you are. And the fact is, is that there's a lot being said. The narrative around this game is shifting from basically um, a game that has potential and the devs are working really hard on it to this is a game on life support. It's a dead game walking, like, you, and you can see these kinds of comments like anywhere on the internet that has to do with Anthem. They show up almost everywhere, uh, you know, even on like articles or videos that are positive uh, or focusing on the good side of the game. As people saying dead game walking, it's on life support, that sort of thing. They need, like I said last week, they need to get out there and control the narrative. I, I I know that it's probably better to just keep their heads down and, and do nothing, but like give give people like like I I, I know it's not easy, and I, I'm having difficulty coming up with a, a reasonable way for you for Bioware to come out there and you know give something reasonable to say uh, to control the narrative. But the fact is, is that the narrative is such now and has spiraled out such that I don't think it would be that easy, but if they just done that from the get go, instead of just going full on radio silent, um, like I, I, I think it all began with the simple fact that uh, in response to the Schreier article, 
they made a general response that wasn't even in direct reference to anything said in that article. They did not address any of the issues or concerns that players had after reading the Schreier article, and they still haven't. And so it, it feels like it feels really toned up. It feels well, like Casey not... has, though. I mean, indirectly, I- indirectly, I would say. Well, like, but but doesn't that speak to your point, JD, of controlling the narrative? They see something that comes out that they don't agree with, so they're not going to address it. You know, when you say control the narrative, it, it has it has a bit of a negative connotation there that there is something there that needs to be controlled. I think, unfortunately, regardless of what they put out or what they don't put out, they're giving us everything that they want to give us. And let that sink in for a second. You know, they're, they're giving us what they want to give us. Maybe that's not entirely true because I know that, that when we've had Ben on the show and when we've seen Ben doing the live streams, he does a very good job with what he has there. And I feel like he wants to do more and he wants to give us more. He wants to be transparent. He wants to, to showcase the game in the best way possible. Unfortunately, the, the product that he has isn't, doesn't support what he wants to do. So I understand that part and it's frustrating. I can understand that that's frustrating when you're, when you're in a PR position when you want to get press out and talk about things and they're just not there, I can understand how frustrating it can be when you're, when you're actually, you know, hands are tied because of, because of technology, because of, of the things that could or, or aren't ready. So I get that part, but I, I, again, I think that we have what they want us to have. We have these little bits, these little tweets that say we're 100% committed to Anthem, we appreciate you, stick with us. Things that, that they're saying that I don't know if they need to be said. Um, we've, we've, we've gone on with, with less content under our belts. We've, we've made a show you know, with, with seven minutes of stuff. So I, I feel bad. I feel bad because, because even with, with, with this show, as much work goes into it, we want to put stuff out and this is, you know, it lasts an hour and we, we just get to talk and there, there are very relatively few moving pieces involved as compared to a live stream. So I can understand the frustrations behind that because we've had our own frustrations with sound and timing and, and when we have guests on making sure that, that everything is working and time zones and we've battled with that. So with our small little production, we, we have, we have some issues. There's issues with the larger production but nobody wants to put out garbage, and I. No, but I, and I and I feel like, but I I know Steve where and Steve you're going with you know hey, um, you know give us all this stuff and communicate is better and I've and never give said us give us all this stuff. All I'm saying is we have like a sixty dollar budget per month that you know comes out of my pocket right. for a podcast. So I and right. and all I all and, I'm and saying I understand that, and it's not bad. It's just that it's just that I I. I I don't have an expectation. Maybe that's maybe that's just what it is. Maybe maybe that's what it's boiling down to for me. Is I don't have an expectation for, you know, showcasing the new stronghold. Let me play it. I don't have an expectation for for showing me all these cool all these updates, like patch notes. And- just give me patch notes and I'll read it. And sometimes <laughs> sometimes I don't even know the things that that have been fixed, you know? And and maybe I'm just not about the numbers. Maybe I need to get more in depth. 
in no, depth and, and look at things closer. But but I guess where I am, get to work, guys. I mean, I mean, there is a lot going on in the world. Maybe they all took a week off for Endgame. Like, yeah, probably not. I mean, like, and and I understand where you're coming maybe? from, Mike, because you're. I mean, I'm not going to say you're like casual because you put in way more much more time than I do. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know, for you, you you don't care too much about the communication or the back or what's going on behind the scenes. For you, it's here's the game. This is what I got. This is what I'm going to play. Carry on. If something changes, cool. If something doesn't change, whatever. This is what I have, right? Right. And and I think there's a good group of people that, that play and consume this stuff the same way you do. They're not on the Twitter. They don't look at Reddit. And they don't go in-depth like that, which is fine. I mean, that's what, part of the reason why you're here, to get a perspective of someone that's like, what are you guys all complaining about? I'm over here killing things. Like, why can't we just um, kill things and have fun. Why are you worrying about numbers? Why do you want explanations on patch notes that come out? And and exactly. that's fine because, you know, we all consume media at a very different rate, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people Agreed. that are still playing that I see um, whenever I go in to help out with quick play missions that are still level 15. Whether they started a new character or they're, they just started or they're coming back, that's fine because there's one thing that sometimes we expect everyone to have put in 150 hours like I did, right? Sometimes, right. like, the, the the people that stream, you know, eight days a week that play the game and are constantly talking to people that are watching them play the game, they get this perception that, well, it's easy for me to do it, so it should be easy for you to do it. But in reality, they've put in 400 hours, and the average person is maybe put in, you know, 60 hours into the game because they only get one hour a night. So there is a huge difference at the level of information that is needed per player, Right. For me, right. I, I do require a lot of information because like part of the game for me is like finding all this stuff out. Playing the game is there, but you know, digging in, getting the small little details, figuring out what's coming next, trying to guess what's coming next, finding all the little like hidden Easter eggs in the game. Hey, can I decipher this code? You know, that's the kind of gamer that I am when I find a game that I want to play. I want to dive into that stuff. So all that extra information is just, you know, gravy for me. You know that, and that's just coming from my perspective. And it's hard to catch everyone and figure out something that appeases everyone from a PR standpoint. I don't think going silent does that. I think going silent just makes people mad, and the people that aren't paying attention don't know anyway. So, you know, tell me that you're working on it. Yeah, you've told us that. You're probably going to tell us it again next week that you're working on it to appease people that are asking the question. And I understand that. So I think we. I, I don't. I, well, so, do people think they're not working on it? I mean, is that really no is that really a thought out there? Because I'm pretty sure that there are people who think that the game is not being worked so, on because they're just this that is, people out in the world. But this is how they this is how they addressed it uh, once in the past, and th- and this is why I say because this is why I say they should control narrative because I know they've done it before. And the whole thing is that so like after after Dragon Age two came out, Dragon Age two was like not very well received. It was like kind of on this level of disappointment where people are like, uh, it was for albeit very different reasons. Like the length of the campaign was too short, you know, different art style. Uh, it was very rushed. There was no satisfying ending to the game. Um, but after that like the dragon age team just kind of like went quiet and that was okay, but they didn't stay very quiet for long because after that, you know, like they had to like, they were, they were working on the, uh, on the next game and 
they got uh, the whole thing is that they never said what they were working on, which I, I understand why they would do that and why they're doing that here. Because if you say what they're working on, some people take it as an informal promise. But what they did do to kind of assuage people's fears and just you know, give people some kind of confidence in the fact that like, not only were they working on something, but they were also working on something that incorporated player feedback and that they were listening to people uh, was they were showing what they were working on. They didn't give us any context. They didn't explain uh, what it was that they were working on. They just let people see it and let people draw their own conclusions. What could this be? What could, well, like what, how would this be implemented? Cause all things that, at that point, they didn't know. So why would they ever even try to explain how we would know? And the whole thing is that, like, I don't think, I don't think the problem that a lot of people have with them saying nothing is, uh, like, they don't think they're working on it. The whole thing is that by them continuing to say nothing, uh, I mean, and we do get the kind of, like, bare minimum tweets right now. It's the whole thing is that people don't just want to know that they're working on it. People also want to know that they are listening. And that they are addressing the biggest problems because the whole thing is that whether it's in the live streams or it's in, uh, uh, you know, other circumstances, there's been one very big issue on the table, which is loot. And the most that we've heard in regard to loot is we hear you, but no indication has been given any which way as to anything that they're doing with it. And I, I think the whole thing is that a lot of people just feel like Bioware is like putting their heads in the sand and just kind of you know, getting stuff done and waiting for, you know, a better time to come as opposed to, you know, like actively, uh, like, well, basically just, you know, head in the sand, hoping for the best, you know, they are working on something, but. Right. And, and I think like reading through a lot of the tweets that people have talked about, and, and I'll say this one thing, and then we'll move on to a couple of questions from, from our community. So when they, when they say that they're, when they get closer, they're, they're, they will share stuff. I mean, we know we have the, PTR coming out, whatever they're calling it, the PFE or, or the public test realm or the public feedback environment. I think that's what they're calling it here. Like that's the kind of stuff that we need before, you know, when they released Elysian chesses, chests, chesses, that was chesses? very New Mexico. That was very New Mexico. If anyone lives in New Mexico, <laughs> that was very New Mexico. Um, so when they released those things, we all thought, hey, that sounds like a fantastic idea. There's going to be reason to go in there and get stuff. And then when we get it, and then it's filled with, you know, 80% materials. And we're like, man, I really feel like if we had more information on this before it was released, we'd be able to give you feedback saying how much we hate this. And then you would have been able to change it and put out something that worked well, right? Hopefully the PFE is going to do that. Um, maybe just don't wait till it's like right ready. Maybe let us see it so we can actually give some feedback and whether it's good or not. So... Anyway, a um, couple of questions that we got from our listeners. So Jeremiah Fear um, put in this question. He says, hey guys, enjoy the podcast. I feel flight time could be fixed by just allowing cooldown if engines turned off in the air. Currently, it only cools down in the water, during a nosedive, or feet on the ground. So your guys' thoughts to this. We'll start with you, JD. Um, yeah, I really like this. Um, I was actually really disappointed um, when I found out I couldn't do that in the actual game because 
I grew up with uh, I grew up with a dad who loved watching the History Channel. So like we would like go to like air shows and like watch things about like famous jets and stuff. My great grandfather actually worked on the SR seventy one. I love like aeronautics, uh, but I, I like when I was flying. Like I, I'm a big fan of just like turning my thrusters off and maneuvering that way uh, in any kind of game where you can fly. Like all of a sudden, just like letting myself fall because that's like the most easiest way to just change direction and then just you know you know, avoid things. And uh, when I found out that like you could do that in Anthem, but it doesn't make any difference with uh, the heat, which I found a little disappointing because especially if you're, you know, quickly switching between like, you know, uh, fly, climb, hover, then drop. And then uh, like after you drop a certain amount, go straight back into flying, have your thruster cool down a little bit as you're dropping. I think that could be really cool. Um and I think it'd give us another option to uh, make it when we're in between um, water or uh, just being really high up to have enough room to nosedive. I mean, they could also maybe make the nosedive a little bit um, cooler, like, you know, it cools off your jets a little bit more because I don't feel it does it fast enough. But that's just me. Mike, do you have an opinion on this or do you not care? Yeah, make it infinite. Hey, that's we my need, opinion also. We don't need anything to explain it, just... Just, just turn off the, the uh, what you call it, the, the uh, overheating. Overheat. I was you, thinking overcharge or something. Yeah, I mean, you we sure you don't need a pocket portal to explain it. I'm sure you could explain it with the pocket portal. You just have a pocket portal that opens up to a cooling fan in Fort Tarsus and instant flying, or infinite flying everywhere. So, all right, Sean M says hello. Just want to say I do extremely enjoy the game Anthem, but I am wondering, will there be more to the story? dying for more content so we do know we'll, we'll spoil this i mean if you haven't gotten to the end of the game yet sorry we're gonna spoil it so spoiler warning for the end of anthem in three two one so corvus shows up and they found an urgoth and the urgoth have not been seen for hundreds of years on bastion so i don't know if we're gonna get the resolution to this story during act one the cataclysms I mean, do do you guys think we're going to see a continuation of the story in in Cataclysm, or what are your guys' expectations? I guess for what a Cataclysm actually is, Mike. Do you have any expectations or theories or what they're going to be? I'm I'm hoping that a Cataclysm um, is more of like a. Uh, I guess it could be a way to explain kind of um, part two, maybe of Anthem when the Urgoth do show up, maybe the Cataclysm changes what we know about Bastion and it alters the terrain and it opens up and kind of explains why this new enemy is here. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, however. I think and I hope Cataclysms are more like a giant type... Um, um, World event? Public event? World event, maybe? Public event kind of thing that you can take part in. I hope that and I think that um, um, the Urgoth story will just be be Anthem 1.1 as it kind of comes out, um, meaning not not like update 1.1, but just the um, next what is, continuation what are, in the story. Yeah, I've lost I've lost what the episode DLC. Good ah. grief, good grief. Um, so it'll be it'll be like the next DLC to it. At least I hope. I hope it could be something completely different. Um, Oh yeah, JD. Do you have speculation on what a cataclysm actually is? Um, 
I mean, I, I, I have no idea what it's going to be. And honestly, it's kind of changed so much. So I'm, I'm honestly really excited to see what it will be. I do know that in terms of more story content, we do know that they have been doing more motion capture with the actors. It's true. We yeah, do. But I think that's about it. Okay. So I, I don't know what it's going to be either. I'm guessing I'm more along the lines of Mike, that it's going to be like a big world event that's going to happen. Um, and then we have Alaska Grizz asked a question to kind of piggyback off of this one. Um, Alaska Grizz wrote a really long email, um, said a lot, a lot of nice things about um, about the show. So we really appreciate that. We're glad that you're listening. Um, and they Alaska asks about, so what are your thoughts on having more frequent changes slash content being dripped versus less frequent large drops of changes or content? So going from a, hey, a live service, tiny little updates like we kind of have in the foreseeable future compared to something like a DLC that drops for Destiny that has a very large, um, that changes the game drastically, adds new story content, adds new weapons in a DLC as opposed to kind of what we're seeing now. And I don't, I don't know if what we have right now is a great example of what's going to continue to happen in the future, just because it's kind of been broken up by a lot of bug fixes and a lot of patches. So maybe we'll have a better cadence as Anthem goes along. But in your guys' opinion, what would you prefer more? I mean, maybe you just take what we've had so far and say, well, this is what we've gotten, so this is what I'm going to compare to. Would you rather have a DLC every three months with a lull in between, or would you rather have that small little drip feed throughout the year? What would you rather have, JD? I would rather have the release uh, every three months. Um, like As long as it's a sizable, a sizable amount of content that gives me something to play for at least like half of that time, like enough content to like freshen the game for at least a month and a half, maybe even two months. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it being every three months. Um, honestly, the whole thing is that I, I just, it's kind of like, um, like, you know, back, back when the internet wasn't super great and you were watching a video, like, was it better to like watch the video as it was actively buffering or just pause it for like 15 minutes and then enjoy the entire thing? Mike, do you have a uh, preference on what you would rather have? Yes, I'm going to take both. Okay, both works fine. I'm going to I'm going to take a steady drip with big stuff in the middle or not in the middle, but a steady drip and then I'm going to have big stuff to book in it. So I'm not picky at all. And we'll go with that. Um Yeah, I mean for for me I would it it's really hard because if you have the 3 months, if you have the 3 month cadence, you have a rise and you fall of your player base, which is fine. I mean you don't need to be playing the game like solely. You don't need to be like married to Anthem that there's no other games that you can play. You can leave and you can come back. You know, after you complete all the content, if you feel like you've, you know, gotten everything that you need to, you're not getting any legendaries. I mean, if there's nothing holding you to the game, that yet, you know, by all means, leave and then come back if there's something else coming to the game. And I think right now that's what Anthem really needs for the player base is what do they need to get us to stay here? Or to keep coming back for more. Currently, I think your diehards are going to stick around regardless. They're going to be here. We're going to be playing. We're going to be slowly grinding for legendaries that, you know, drop every 10 hours. Um, But if you really want casual players in, you've got to make a change. And whether that's the cadence of of your release schedule, whether that's your loot drop rate, 
you know, that we've been talking about. Something has to change to entice people to stay and to come back. And hopefully they'll be able to figure that out. So, well, I think unless there's something else that you guys would like to add um, that we that you've thought about or you just thought about, hey, I have this thing that I want to talk about. We will end it here for episode 84 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest running anthem podcast on the Internet and the longest running anthem podcast on the Internet for the foreseeable future. I mean, this is something that we're, we're going to keep going because I, I, I honestly think in my in my mind that the game will turn around. I don't know how, how long that's going to take. I think it'll be sooner rather than later. Um, I think the first cataclysm is going to really have to, you know, set a precedent for what future content will look like. And it's got to wow people. So if they have to spend a little bit more time on it, I say take that time. Because, I mean, if if the first cataclysm doesn't bring people back, they probably won't come back in my mind, right? I mean, this is kind of the, hey, this is your first big showing of your big event for Anthem. And you got to knock it out of the park. So, And I hope they do. So, Until next time, freelancers, there's a cataclysm on the horizon. We'll see you on the other side. Peace. Bye-bye. There's a button here that I have to push. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work. Hey Mike, do you remember this?